This is I Don't Get It, the Pop Culture Get Off My Lawn cast. We feature the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons, each staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which, as everybody knows, is a whaling company, as my daddy was before me, and his daddy was before him, and his daddy before him, making a living, waking up at four every morning and working the seas until my fingers bleed and my back breaks. I love how you started just with your regular American accent, and as you got to the end, you adopted some some half Irish, half Scottish accent. Also, as everybody knows, is a whaling company. Yes. So. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Do you, are there still there must still be people who hunt whales, right? Uh, yeah. Well, in Japan, I mean, they're not people per yeah, se. Iceland, Japan. Not people are there robots doing what? No, I, they used I, AI like, to go whaling now. Like I think in Japan, it's a fairly mechanized industry. You're talking about high tech right. boats for so tracking it's, it's whales. Me, it's Mecha Godzilla, does it? It's Mecha Godzilla. Right. You know, the funny thing is, if you you know, there's a remit. The Japanese whalers are still able to catch whales, but in Iceland, it, it's too. I think that they, it's like they. They keep the size of the concern down. It is a fairly rustic trade when it is done in Iceland. But it's strictly, and I, I'm sure that there must have been Aboriginal peoples, Inuits and whatnot, who obviously have a remit to be able to do it too because that's a, it's a food source. Right. But Jeez. I think in, in Iceland, you can still do it. There's a couple of uh, windows of the year. Because when my friend went to Iceland for his um, honeymoon, they they, they went around the uh, they ran around the country doing Airbnb, or Airbnb, whatever it is. Mountain B&B, Volcano B&B. <laughs> volcano B&B. But, but they actually had, they tried... <laughs> Fjord B&B. They tried whale meat, and they said, yes, it, yes. They, they said it was when revolting. I, when I was in Iceland, there was literally, you know, in the tourist area... And by the way, I loved Iceland. Yeah, it's great. It's there was a restaurant called Whale and Puffin, and it was specifically a tourist trap, because like, hey, you're in Iceland, try the whale, try the puffin. And we're going to call... And yeah, everyone says it sucks. You know, uh, you he, mentioned Japanese whalers. Yeah. I I saw when they won the Stanley Cup, the Japanese whalers. <laughs> Gordy Howe played with them in 1982. For what I understand, exactly. that was, that was a Most people don't know that. <laughs> anyway, who am I? My name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular, uh, marine animal cruelty free since 2002. The Cetacean Cast, Noah. It's got to be out there, right? Yeah. Well, this do, part, this do, part, are this, whales officially cetaceans? What are cetace, cetaceans? Are whales, seals, manatees, right? Uh, dolphins or dolphins? No, cetaceans? wait. There's a difference. Like pinnipeds. Oh no, are pinnipeds? I pinnipeds think, are seals and yes. and walrus, sea lions, walry. Yeah. Anything that kind of has that sort of fused tail that goes down to the two flippers, I believe, is a pinniped. Right. Oh, and there's sirenians. Sirenians no, are like sirenians are like manatees, uh, manatees, and dugongs, whatnot, so. things like that. If I want to look up cetacean, I have to be able to spell it. Uh, yeah, C E T. I'm putting it in Wikipedia. C E T. I'm getting cesarean section. That's what it is. C E T A. Cetacea, infra order of mammals. All right, here's what we're looking for. From ancient Greek, huge fish sea monster is an infra order of aquatic mammals. Includes whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Porpoise. So I assume the pinnipeds are the seals, yeah. and the sirenians are like siren. Yeah, the things pinnipeds. the things that were taken to be sirens by sailors. That's why that's literally why they're called sirenians. Okay, so pinnipeds are sea lions, walrus, fur seals, and the earless or true seals. 
So I'm guessing, man, I'm guessing manatees and I, people think of manatees as like a variant of seals, and that's no, they are they are not, they are definitely not, yeah. Serenians, Serenians, now we cover we cover all this, Noah. But our podcast crawled out of the ocean thousands okay. of years ago, like whales did. The Serenia are the dugong and the now extinct stellar sea cow. I've read about the stellar sea cow. Interesting story. Manatees, and that's it. Uh, and some extinct clades and whatnot. Uh, you know, you learn so much from our about show. aquatic animals yeah. on our show. Yeah, you punt it. Exactly. Next, next, next episode. It's all about sea plankton. Uh huh. So. so is this? You a, know what yeah. I learned about sea plankton? What's that? So you know how whales like that's what they eat. They just they they just the plankton just goes in. The, the, so because... the, the no, the Balanoptera do the ones that don't have teeth. They eat meat, but yes, every other whale uses uh, some form of plankton. The Balanoptera do. Right, but because whales eat such small things, there's almost like a mesh screen in their throat. So what that means is this Jonah and the whale, you cannot be swallowed by a whale. It's literally impossible. I mean, I guess it'd be bad enough to be in the whale's mouth, but there is there is no way for a human being to end up in a whale's stomach. Well, a, a tooth unless, whale. Unless you're like ground into it. A tooth whale, it could work. But, you know, I believe that only the sperm and the orca are the tooth whales. Really? Yeah. How do you know all this shit? Uh, you know, I we come from a long, uh, a long of, of north northern Pacific oh, tribesmen. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're whalers. Yeah, we're whalers. You won, you won the Stanley Cup in eighty. What do I got? What am I going to? I got to go over this over and over again. You're breaking my fucking balls here. With I'm this shit. breaking my balls over this shit. Anyway, thank you for indulging us. Uh, welcome to the show. On this show, you know, we're old men. We're becoming old men. We're on the pe- precipice, the cusp, and we look at stuff that's hot, that's new, that's happening. And this week, uh, it's a topic. It's about A business thing, it's it's one of these two-pronged topics. It's both the thing happening and the widespread public reaction to the thing happening. And, of course, we wouldn't be talking about it if there weren't widespread public reaction to it. Uh, And it involves a brand name you surely know well. Bill, tell us what's this week's Yes, so we are talking about the crackdown, the the variable purge, the night of long knives, Noah. Yes, of, uh, of Netflix, working for the clampdown. Yeah, Netflix password sharing crackdown. The 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 Netflix end of everything. Sharing, yeah. As it end is of facing the world is good luck to you. World is over because you can't steal Netflix's. So this topic is the coming redefinition of membership rules, as hinted at by a trial balloon released, and I use air quotes, erroneously or prematurely, in some Latin American territories recently. Now, for years, Netflix has lived with the reality that users have been sharing passwords globally, cutting into the total possible amount of accounts that are mm-hmm. available to them. And Netflix has even encouraged this somewhat. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we, we all know that Netflix wants nothing more than perpetual growth because it is a diseased company like all the other ones in the fan group, for sure. <laughs> Jesus. So they have tried various ways of curbing the practice, but nothing, you know, nothing that simple hacks or just, you know, changes of procedure couldn't work their way around in the past. Now, the plan is to establish a home device, a sort of trusted device in the parlance of electronics. And all users of a certain password would have to authenticate with that base account every 31 days via a unique uh, code sent out, paid out by the trusted device as a home base. So Netflix claims, again, that the policy release, this sort of thing, was a mistake, but that's only because of how deeply unpopular the reaction was. But make no mistake, the streaming giant is going to crack down on unregulated password sharing. It's coming. Uh, that was just something they did, uh, you know, to get a read on it, as all, as all these companies do. Really? Oh, I yeah. think they're going to have to retool their entire approach now. 
Well, this will give you don't them... agree. You think they're just going to slip it in when the when the when the fur dies down? That's I think. Well, no, I think they're going to rewrite it, but it won't change elementally from what this was because they that what you saw was the reverse re- that was the result of them yeah that working. was the plan and yeah. it just it it leaked out in a way they didn't plan or maybe they did plan it and they didn't anticipate that it's like a new coke thing the backlash was so poisonous that they said oh we're sorry we're sorry oh it's, i think it's that an over it's an overton window thing you know it's like you put out the thing you see how it is and they'll just essentially describe it differently but it'll be more or less the same procedure you know anyway look Here's the thing. It's it's anticipated that Netflix will offer deals for the accounts using cached passwords to go legit. And Netflix, uh, or at least I saw, not Netflix's by accounting, but through someone else's accounting, it's estimated that there's a potential $6 billion on the table from moochers. That's what they're trying to get back. So you're, they're uh, losing $6 billion for from Again, people, that's you know, a, a giving complete... their friends their password and things like that. Yes, exactly. Now, let, let's just go on a little background. I mean, if anybody needs it, it's, it's just good to know the terms of what, why we're talking about this here. So Netflix is the streaming giant which redefined the business in 2013 by pointing a money cannon at developing its own original series. And well, they started... Before that, they sent you DVDs in the mail. Sure, everybody knows that. But the, the Netflix, the, the organism we're talking about today really only exists in the last decade. That's the whole point of this company's... Ted Sarandos and Reed Hastings changed their fortunes with Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, and Lilyhammer. Um, it never looked back, and other media giants have really followed suit. It created the streaming wars that we know today. We're living in the sort of cable cut, post, you know, post tethered uh, TV landscape, almost because Netflix incurred this at the very beginning. Currently, Netflix is trading at three hundred and sixty-five a share, which is up over January in part due to seven point six six million paid additional subscribers during the fourth quarter of twenty twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, which Partly is, due to a former, I don't get it, the pop culture get off my long cast topic of oh, Wednesday, Wednesday, the Wednesday TV among show. Other, also, yes. Uh, well, and the thing is that Netflix, uh, Wall Street itself, the estimations were something like four and a half million. So they outpaced the expectations. And again, all Netflix, what matters to Netflix is subscribers. And that is the coin of the realm. That is what they, you know, people measure everything. That's the metric is of subscribers. That's the only thing that matters. Um, so yes, Wednesday has something to do with it, but also they, they issued another pricing tier, which I forget because I don't care about, I don't read this shit when it comes out. They offered towards the end of 2022, a basic with ads tier for six ninety nine. Um, and you know, where that falls in the realm, they got four pricing tiers with Netflix and this is what they're trying to really hook in with. So there's the basic with ads, which I believe is probably almost wholly, utterly unwatchable because my guess is the material is not made to infix commercials. And so that's a artificial commercial break being put in by the software. Probably terrible, probably awful. Um, so, But Netflix also offers basic for $9.99, standard $15.49, premium $19.99. Uh, each of those tiers has benefits. Fuck it, I'm not, not, not going to go into it. There's no point. And uh, in, in talking about what they offer, because that's really not the, not the meat of the show. But um, let's talk about the backlash, the reason this is a topic. Yes, go by. I'm, that's what I'm saying, Noah. Please take it from me, and I'd like to hear what um, what you got. Oh, what I you... have to say this. Yeah. Well, people are flipping out. This this leaked out. People are like, "This sucks." I'm going to quit Netflix. How dare you? Netflix. You know, what what Netflix, Netflix canceled love. Is that what they? Netflix so... canceled love. Not a show, I, but the know, actual concept. They, they used to. Well, it was a joke. I, I sent you a tweet that I thought was ridiculous, but it was a joke. Netflix famously had a tweet in 2017 that said, love is sharing your password. You know, they would encourage that. So like, no, they're going back on that, you know, because 
a business changing its mind on something six years or, later. Or, and whoever the social is the media, height of hypocrisy. Whoever the social media person was in 2017. I'm sure they've had 17 since then. Yes, yeah. I know. Uh, you can see how we feel about this. No, people are flipping out and saying, this is terrible. This is a terrible business decision. This makes no sense. Oh, I have to go home every 31 days and re-log in. What a pain in the ass. This is so difficult. I'm going to quit Netflix. Uh, what about, you know, my family is a Netflix account. Now my kid goes to college. He can't use it. Blah, blah, blah. So, so I think that, so people are very upset and that's what prompted Netflix to say, sorry, just kidding. Right? Like this all happened this week. I think that what Netflix is doing is a horrible, horrible thing. I think, uh, you know, think about it. When you buy a TV from Samsung, right, and your kid goes to college, they give you a free TV for your kid to take to college. Why should you have to pay for a new thing because a member of your family is moving out on your own? Same thing, AMC theaters, right? Think about it, Bill. You go to a family five, goes to AMC. Can you imagine how ridiculous it would be if they charge all five of those people a separate admission fee, a separate ticket? No, AMC charges one ticket for five people. How dare they? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic here. I In case think, you couldn't tell. Right. I think, look, Netflix clearly miscalculated something in how they announced this. And I didn't even wrap my head around this new procedure, supposedly, that's going to happen. Maybe won't. I think they're going to retool it a lot. But the supposed proposed procedure, I couldn't wrap my head totally around it. But frankly, what it sounded to me was like, okay, their business is changing. They offer you a lot for a little. You're probably going to have to pay more. Oh, you have to log in again every month? How many times do you fucking log in every day on the 6 million apps you use online? Uh, this is just business. I run a business one zillionth the size of Netflix. And let me tell you, people make mistakes. People change. People change policies over six years. Things get more expensive to run. This is not a vital business. This is not healthcare. This is not education. Tough shit. Can I, can, I, can I ask you, you, you are a Netflix subscriber, right? I am. Yeah. Uh, do you know and, what you... and by the way, I used to have a deal with my... You know, my, my much missed former roommate, she paid, she was a Hulu subscriber. I was a Netflix subscriber. We lived in the same okay. place. We traded passwords. That was my And my you know what? Question, yeah. She is now deceased and I can't use your, her Hulu password, her Hulu account because her credit card was canceled. And you know what? I'm not complaining to Hulu. That's life. That's what happens. I want Hulu. I have to pay for it. Tough shit. It is a service. If I want it, I have to pay for it. Sorry, continue. No, no, no. That, my question was, A, were you a subscriber? And B, has, is anyone else using your password at the moment? That was what I wanted to ask you. Uh, I, honestly, it might still be inputted in my sister's TV. So she, I know when I log into Disney Plus, I see the stuff my niece has watched on my, her TV. And that's my account. So it might be. But you know what? If they crack down on that, tough shit. We were stealing that. Yes, it was a crime that everyone commits and big fucking deal. You know, it had Netflix's tacit removal, but they have every right to go back on this. This whining is out of control. Uh, one, a, a lot of people complaining on social media. Here's a quote. I've had Netflix for 13 years, genuinely going to cancel over this. My sister and I share an account. Does it really matter that we don't live together? It's still two, pe two people using, the, using it either way. Awful, unquote. Uh, there was an article on Salon that the log line, this is ridiculous. Good luck to everyone not living in the same location with their loved ones all the time, unquote. Good luck? It's not. This is not. It's a service. You're paying for entertainment. Does it suck you have to pay more every month? Yeah. That's life. That's fucking life. 
And if you can't afford, if you love it and you can't afford it, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, there needs to be more. Th- th- we need to change the system in this country so more people have more disposable income. I'm right there with you. But it's not on Netflix. It's like people who say it's Starbucks's responsibility to provide free bathrooms to people. It's not, it's not, these are private businesses or private public. These are businesses. They need to make money and things change over time. I, I just find this whining to be out of control and obnoxious. Did Netflix handle this well? Probably not. It doesn't sound that way. But, you know, if they implemented these rules tomorrow, they'd iron out the kinks over time. And, you know, they'd probably figure it out. And they're Netflix. It's like the New York Times when they started charging for articles. You have such a big name, people will go along with it. Uh, I remember years ago, Facebook had, they changed, um, uh, I guess it's when they introduced the... Um, timeline. The timeline. Yeah. Right. People are like, what is this crap? This is terrible. I'm like... And Facebook, which didn't charge you anything for a service you don't need, and people were complaining about it. I will say this. I did read one thing in the Washington Post that the one thing that I can say this is bad that Netflix did this, and it's not what people are complaining about, but maybe they should complain about this. This is the Washington Post. Quote, others worried about the data privacy implications with digital rights activist Evan Greer tweeting, has anyone done a deep dive on the privacy and security implications of Netflix fingerprinting your home Wi-Fi network and essentially creating a record of when you are home or not, just to crack down on password sharing. All right, might have issues there. Might have issues there. Now, I think Netflix has every right to crack down on password sharing, and maybe it's not on them to worry about the privacy implications. I'm a firm believer businesses are amoral. It's not up to businesses to take care of us. It's up to the government or other entities to make sure people don't get fucked by businesses. That's my belief about business and capitalism. Biz- businesses will fucking destroy people and you can't really blame them for that. That's why government, which is of the people, by the people, and for the people, supplemented by charity, supplemented by, you know, uh, good work, some volunteerism, needs to look out for people. So yeah, maybe some hesitation about this technique, but again, I think when and if Netflix implements this, they'll iron it out over time and people will be back because it's Netflix. They're not gonna not watch the show they wanna see because you know their kid went to college and they're mad that they don't get something for free anymore. I'm sorry. I just this really touched a nerve with me of how people are whining about something that they are frankly not treating it like it's a god-given right and they're not entitled to it. Now there are more That's my opinion. Yeah, no, there are more important things just to be sure. You know, th- I read this really good quote and it kind of encapsulated, you know, when you asked before about the backlash, to describe the backlash, um, you know, and neither of us today is going to sit here and take part in that backlash. I mean, I, I you may be worked well, I, up. Well, I'm the backlash to the backlash. Right, right. You're, you're worked <laughs> up about, like, refuting. I'm the front lash. The front yeah. lash or the, yeah, we're, the, the, work, the reach around rash. I don't know. But I, uh, there's apparently, uh, I read this quote from this, there's this place called uh, Aluma, which is a polling site and, um. The, the founder of this guy named Michael Greeson, I can't remember where I read this, but he said consumers, again, this is just a description. He says consumers have been told both tacitly and explicitly that sharing passwords with others outside the home is accessible, uh, acceptable. Uh, and to remove this quote-unquote privilege at this time when prices for fuel, food, and necessities are skyrocketing could indeed rub some loyal subscribers the wrong way. Now, this this is this is a very mild way of describing the way that the, the heat was turned up on Twitter with people just shooting their mouths off. And 
talking about these things, like you say, Noah, obviously people were being hyperbolic about um, how angry they were and, and talking about, yes, what if somebody is in college and there's all these sort of what if, what if scenarios, that sort of thing. They, they bring college. Things change. It costs money. They have their own lives. It's, yeah. oh my God. I used to have something, therefore I'm entitled to it for the rest of my life. But here's what's interesting is that, again, I... I in my introduction, I brought up the fact that we're talking about an entity that exists on more or less 10 years of, of, of asphalt here. This thing has been finding itself out, uh, reinventing the landscape, altering the behavior of other corporate behemoths, and almost in some ways creating other corporate behemoths as, as a reaction to what Netflix does. And so, you know, these the rules are all being made as we go along. And it's, you know, that uh, my friend James Hancock, a former guest of the show, talks about the FANG group, F-A-A-N-G. Yes. You know, that's... Uh, He's not the only one. No, I know, but I... Trust I, me, come out to Silicon Valley. You'll hear that acronym. I heard it from him first because he was talking about it in terms of these companies that have, you know, like there's a difference between uh, Comcast or Universal or Disney and then the FANG companies, which are doing a completely different thing. Like FANG, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix. Apple. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Apple Netflix, right. It's, Google. It's FANG. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like you talk about inventing a class of company in America that hasn't existed since the Gilded Age. I mean, you know, in term, before the antitrust came around, when, when oil and steel, yeah. you know, and shipping between the, the, the yeah. yeah Rockefellers and Vanderbilts and all these other names that sort of, you know, invented capitalism as, as we know it in America, pre-trust, uh, pre-antitrust, I should say. And, um, you know, I think why this is so interesting to me, why I thought it was worth talking about is because um, it's a change of policy and it does show how wedded people have become to certain things, you know, and, and uh, you know, an undercurrent of us constantly talking about fucking Netflix shows like Wednesday, like Bridgerton, like Stranger Things, is this uh, thing that those shows really are not very good. Um, that Netflix has expanded with this. You know, this I, I I don't agree. You don't have to agree. But I'm, I'm, in this I, case, I, I think I think it depends what you mean by good. But they're I certainly. Mean, I mean, watchable, original, better and, than and, the than the than the weekly TV shows we tended to watch when we were kids. But those okay. were not good either. I'm saying there are no, good things, and Netflix is not producing any of those things. Uh, Netflix is is you know if you ask me, and this is strictly a uh, qual this is a quality assessment by me, a judgment or subjective judgment is that Netflix is is sort of coarsening. The creation of TV and making a factory line. These shows are on rails, and I think they're 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 big because they're big in a lot of cases. I mean, you know, go back to previous episodes, and there's more granular arguments over what Wednesday was, what Bridgerton was. I'm, I'm maybe forgetting a few because we've talked about a billion of these things. Sex Life. I don't know if that was one of them or if that was on Netflix or Lifetime. Uh, I think Sex Life wasn't. It wasn't Lifetime. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was on the Ovation Channel. Yeah, Hallmark Netflix. <laughs> Net, Hallmark Net Geo, Family Channel, Spike yeah, TV. Yeah. I forget where Spike it was. Spike TV, Nickelodeon, TBS. Yeah, uh, TBS. Turner Brook, WHT. Yeah. So. WHT. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. WHT, folks. Do those don't know. WHT was a home movie network in the early eighties. The Metro Home Theater. WHT. You could get it without cable. Yeah. They had ads that ran on TV. You got it without what was it? I think they had to deliver a box to your home. It was right? mostly mostly nudies. It was movies and nudies. That's what it was. But but how did you get it? I remember the ads on TV showed a magician, and I remember we didn't get cable in my town till I was like eleven, and like I was telling my parents like we should get this WHT. 
Yeah. How did they do? They deliver no a box idea. to your. Yeah. Look up Wikipedia. Anyway, it's all there. Yeah, it's all yeah, there. W H T. You know, but there, there's a there's a correlative here. Was that in 2011? You know, Adobe, which is the company that is one of the first and last names in most things digital, Adobe. You know, they have Premiere Pro, they have Photoshop, they have Illustrator, they have all these pieces of After Effects. You know, people who work in the creative arts swear, you know, Adobe is, is, the, is the name. It is synonymous with creative arts. And, um, you know, I've been doing graphic design. I've been doing uh, video stuff. I've been working on Mac since, since college back in the early 90s. And it used to be that you would uh, copy the installed version of Adobe Photoshop onto your yeah. home Mac. You would bring it home on a zip yeah. disk. Yeah. And the whole idea was that Adobe knew that, but honestly, in order to do this work, in order to learn, they weren't losing money from someone like me who had no money to pay for Adobe. Because at the time, let's say go back to 1995, to buy a copy of Photoshop cost around, I would say, $300. It was a one-time hit. I didn't have it, but the newspapers I worked for had to buy a license for the entire and you know the entire paper, the, you know, in college, university, all the labs had to buy a license per workstation for Adobe, for Quark Express. You go down the list of all these things, uh, and I, you know, when I had my own computer, as I've had since the, you know, since after university ended in 1997, I've kept a copy of Photoshop, and I've used the software I've needed to for. Uh, for video, you, you have the same version of Photoshop you used in no. 1997. No, I'm oh, saying, okay. but I did for a while until 2011 when Adobe came out with the idea that talk about belly aching and bitching. And in this case, I can't argue. Adobe was fucking people who clearly didn't have the money, and this wasn't to the tune of 9.99 a month. Which you know, you can. I'm not going to sit here. I, and be, I pay 9.99 a month for. Photoshop, yeah. Yeah, well, no, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not going to be classed as to say nine ninety nine a month isn't anything because it certainly is. It's less to me. I'd say I'm not. I'm not worrying about this personally. Um, that's not a big deal to me. But for some people, nine ninety nine a month is a discretionary budget. However, Photoshop went from being a one time hit of three hundred to an annual hit of about two hundred two hundred fifty dollars a year for a subscription that you have to pay yeah. annually. And yeah, that's that, a lot of businesses moved in that subscription as service as subscription, subscription yeah. as service. But nobody, is, yeah. nobody even fathomed that Adobe was going to do this. And again, the people it was fucking over were people who were designers who were self-employed working at home, people who were home right. editors, people who were home uh, illustrators, people who were. But si- they need that for their job. Uh, generally, how many yeah. people fucking need Netflix for their I've job? Not, uh, that, that, yeah, well, very, well, we do. This job here of yeah, doing this podcast, this job, paid, okay. yeah. No, but, I mean, but the, I, yeah, the, well. I've seen this. I've seen this tumult before, and you know the problem is Adobe's reputation never came back from the fact that they fucked all their customers. The customer is the home customer again, because the idea of the idea of going into a job and getting benefits and being in an office and using Photoshop vanished around that time. That's when the the, the idea of the creative workspace changed to permalance to temp. There just weren't things like newspapers. There weren't things like magazines anymore. Everybody was working from home and they were doing their own thing. As, as That's the thing. And so Adobe has this terrible reputation and it's going to last as long as people like me are alive to remember. And again, I don't use this stuff. It's For me, it's more or less enjoyment. But people did take a big hit and Adobe fucked them. And I, I'm, de- I'm not trying to say that the two things are the same. There's the same level of seriousness. But I'm saying Netflix maybe will demean and deteriorate their image that people had of them for a while with this whether it's deserved or not it is something that's going to smudge them for a long time to come i believe from the tweet that didn't age well file here's a beauty love is sharing a password netflix sent that out nearly six years ago and now it seems the company has had a 
change of heart. So, Bill, why? I mean, I think we know why Netflix is making changes. They they realized encouraging password sharing has become a Frankenstein's monster that you know is killing them financially. With it, you know, they don't have powerful enough torches to use the metaphor. But why? Why the why such backlash? Why are people so upset? Why is this not? Why is it popular? But why is it such a sensation? Why is why is it infamous? Not famous. why is it infamous? More than famous. Yeah, more well, than famous. Okay. Most people think of Netflix at this point like a utility, like as if it was airwave TV, electricity, water from the street main. Which I mean, to be you, you pay for all those things, but you just you don't think of paying for it because it's so sunk into the, the idea of life. It's the cost of living. Cost kind of, of the cost of living, exactly. So I think, well, you think look, you think about it if you're not as privileged as you. Yes, no, it's absolutely true. We keep bringing <laughs> I mean, this up. So, and the, that's most people, sadly. So, so then, the, then there's the idea of being charged. Now, again, we're paying for it. We see the, the tally on our credit cards of every month or whatever. But the people who don't pay for it, there's this idea that they're going to be charged, you know, pr- presumably by a company which, as you say, completely has the, you know, their remit is to seek any earnings they can, lost or otherwise. The whole point is to, t- you know, to plug up all the, the holes that they have. You know, but as the guy I mentioned in the earlier part uh, says that you know Netflix has learned to live with it and even tacitly encouraged it, which kind of creates this backlash for sure. You know, and also Noah, it's worth mentioning that in the background of this, at the moment, you know, Netflix's tendency towards canceling shows on a whim. This comes at a this comes at a bad time because they had a pretty rough fall. And winter, where they just took the axe to a number of shows in midstream. I mean, they, they closed the seasons out, but they say that they weren't going to continue with a bunch of them. And they were fans that they were shows that had a certain fandom, but Netflix has their own algorithmic drawn directives that said these will survive and these won't. And sometimes it's not just based on viewership numbers. It's based on other things that are algorithmic. It's their own personal code, which is why it's fucking sorcery. But it really made people angry. It was a big knock. That they canceled some of these shows in the first place. And then this on top Wait, of Like it, what shows? Well, I don't know what you're talking there's about. There's a show called 1899, which came out, I want to say, the beginning of December, end of November. Is, is that and the spinoff of Yellowstone? Or No, no. I, okay. I think it was called 1899. No, it was a show about... It was a German co-pro, uh, and it had an international cast, but it was made by this German company in Berlin, I think. And it was sort of a um, sci-fi show, sort of in the vein of Lost, and had really twisty storytelling. It was surreal in some ways, but it, it, it had real fervent following from people, and they got one season down, and the idea was, oh, you know, they you were about to see what was going to come next. And Netflix said, no, we're getting rid of it. And people said, oh, but the viewership was healthy. And they're like, well, they don't disclose why they make these decisions. You know, and that's just one example. There's been a bunch, a bunch like that. You know, like it wasn't Wednesday, so they're going to kind of chop it off. And so people Wednesday, like and the Harry and Meghan thing's been a big recent hit for them too. Yeah, well, of course that's that's royal, that's royal porn. You they know, picked up millions of subscribers in the past couple months. Apparently, yeah, yeah. they're that's, doing great. They're doing great. Yeah. So, oh, and and you know, if you if if you think through, if you want to find reasons to be angry at Netflix too, you could say that these. You know, these bastards are making this gigantic pile of money. They're running towards um, they're running towards this idea of uh, perpetual growth. And at the same time, the creators who work for them, it doesn't, they, you know, the, the money they're getting doesn't make the, the art any better. It doesn't pay the people. It pays more people, but it doesn't pay the artists any better for what they do make for Netflix. That's strictly lying in their own pockets. You know, you can't really, you can, I mean, you can argue that that's, 
the problem with capitalism is that you know they don't it's it's just people they're lining their pockets with it they're not but essentially that's my point that is capitalism yeah i mean but, that's my basic philosophy about capitalism is don't look to companies to take care of you it's not their job but you can look at the you can look at cap companies like this to compensate you accurately or fairly and maybe they're not doing well, to, that. To, to conduct business ethically yes yeah. they might I think not there's something to be said for they that they might not be doing that for all i know Maybe I mean to charge, you know, what a service is worth, I think is ethical. Anyway, I I think why people are upset, you know, I can rant on and on and on about people's entitlement, and all that. But um, I came across this. Have you heard of this before? I sent the link to you. The Bulwark. I guess it's like a newsletter about. I had never heard of it. No, I read media, the thing, but I didn't hear. I never heard of it either, and I stumbled upon it. A writer named Sonny Birch, and I, you know, this was posted yesterday and i really thought this was this summed up a lot and i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna stop defending netflix a little here here's an extended quote from this article which was headlined netflix cuts off cheapskates here you go the fundamental fact of netflix is that it lost tons and tons of money for years and years because it offered an enormous amount of hashtag content for a very low price that's how people got entitled, my note there. In, do, in so doing, Netflix trained consumers to expect tons and tons of movies and TV shows for very little money, which in turn devalued the product being created by filmmakers, reduced the amount of money people who, made, who make films get paid, and essentially crippled entire genres of filmmaking. Then it continues later. All of which is to say that I'm glad Netflix is cutting off freeloaders, and I'm amused by complaints from said freeloaders that they'll just have to go back to piracy because piracy for art is too heavy a burden. I'm sorry, because paying for art is too heavy a burden. Fuck them artists, am I right? But I can't feel too much pity for Netflix as they navigate this mess. It's entirely of their own making. So, Bill, that gets to your point of, you know, is Netflix acting, acting ethically? Well, Probably not. <laughs> Frankly, I think any business that gets that large is not acting very ethically. You know, one one of the reasons I'm glad my business is one zillionth the size of Netflix, and while I want it to grow, I, maybe one millionth the size of Netflix is my goal, because I don't want to get to a point where I'm not being ethical. That's just me, and I don't need to be that big. I don't I don't have that hunger. Um, so yeah, Netflix created this problem. Netflix made it seem like for nine ninety nine a month or whatever it is. You're entitled to all this stuff. And when it's taken away from you, you get upset. Okay. On the other hand, we're fucking adults here. Let's step back and think about it. And yeah, it's easy for me to say because another $9.99 a month is not any kind of sacrifice. And for a lot of people, it's at least something to consider or maybe a sacrifice. But again, don't blame Netflix. It's not, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm going back and forth here. Yes, blame Netflix because they set up this system, but ultimately this is running a business. And if they're doing it ham-handedly, they're allowed to. They're out. fucking allowed to. So why? To. Right, they're allowed to. So why? It's because Netflix perhaps trained us to be entitled about this stuff, and businesses are awkward, you know. And this, and everyone loves Netflix. Never talks about Netflix. I, I always amuse when people are like, "I'm going to go home tonight and watch Netflix." I feel like that's akin to saying I'm going to go home and eat microwave because that's a way of delivering something. It's probably more accurate to say I'm going to go home and watch NBC, which makes you sound like a, a shill. I'm like, wow, I can't go out tonight because the NBC's Thursday night lineup is just unmissable. Netflix accidentally posted a draft of its new plans to crack down on password sharing. No, would you have liked this as a kid considering we did not have such a thing when we were young people? So I think the question that 
ask here is would I have been part of the the brigade of fury angry at you know Netflix's thing saying I'm going to quit saying they're terrible uh, I think maybe because of course if I were in my 20s or teens now I would have come up at a time when I'm more accustomed to this convenience and raised to think it's my birthright to you know have Netflix at a you know so much at a convenient low price also, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be a businessman if I were a teenager. I was barely a businessman in my, tw- I really wasn't in my 20s. So I wouldn't, you know, a lot of my sympathy for Netflix here, a lot of my, my annoyance at the, the, the anger is because I see it, you know, I, look, I've made, I don't even want to talk about it, I'm so embarrassed, but I once made a big business decision six or seven years ago. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I implemented it. It was immediately a disaster. And I immediately went back on it and said, we will never speak of this again. And, you know, thankfully I'm small enough that, you know, who was, who was planning to speak of it again? Right. Um, but I have that sympathy because people make mistakes, even Netflix, which has an army of, you know, full-time people in offices figuring out stuff and market research. And, you know, at the time it was literally just me and now it's not much more than me. So I have that sympathy that it costs money to run a business. Things change. If you tweet something six years ago to, to completely change that six years later does not make you a hypocrite. It makes you someone responding to market realities and, and changes in the world and changes in the marketplace. Um, so I'd probably be less sympathetic if I were a kid who had no none of that experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, when you're a kid, uh, I mean, if... if... If somebody said to you, Noah, like, Jesus, uh, uh, hey, 12-year-old Noah, how do you feel about United Airlines or TWA? <laughs> you don't really have an opinion. You know, that's Well, the, I, I, if I flew United the previous week and, the, previous week, and, the, and the, the, the flight attendant was, in, was mean to me. Right. Uh, but it, there's this whole thing about it's just that the little red N that shows up on a fucking, you know, little box on your, on your TV somewhere. If this had been around, you know, you're gonna have a very limited um, idea of it's. It's a cable network. It's, it it winds up being CBS. Yeah. It winds up being WHT. Like well, you but say it now. might have my favorite shows. My niece right now, her favorite show is Wednesday. She she probably if you ask her opinion of Netflix, she'd probably go, I love Netflix. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is, it's like a I hate Netflix now because of what they've done entertainment. I feel like they've che- like the whole thing you said before about cheapening and coarsening it and and, and demeaning the way in which it's produced. I, I don't like it. The, the shows, I just keep up with evidence for that Netflix doesn't make things that I like, nor will they ever make something that I like ongoing. That's just That's the reality. That's not true. There must be a Netflix show you liked. Uh, I'm you didn't like Stranger Things? Did not like Stranger Things. Stranger Things was a joke you, from the beginning. It was reconstituted, really? reconstituted no, pastiche. No. What did you think of Mindhunter? I'm sad I never they're, they're watched not going to do another Oh, because, Mindhunter because was, it was great. Because it was on Netflix, I never watched it. I'm like, how good? Oh, give me a... This is you're junk. You're such a fucking this is snob. Junk. Anyway. It's not junk. It was a great show, and you're a snob. The point is, this is an easy movement to cast lots in with, especially as a kid, because, look, uh, you know, I think what my register would be that Netflix invented this, you know, $10 gazillion company out of thin air. You didn't like, like Queen's Gambit. You didn't like The Sandman. Hated, you didn't like uh, Knives stuff. Out. No. You Knives, liked you, Taylor out. Tomlinson specials. I'm looking at all these Netflix things I've watched that I know you liked. You're Knives, a fucking liar. Knives Out. Knives Out was in the theater. Glass Onion was a Netflix original. And I don't. You didn't pre- like Ozark. Ozark was amazing. I watched the pilot. Ozark didn't do anything for me. Oh, you're it's all such right. an idiot. It's all right. 
And it's easy to not like a gigantic company, especially if the gigantic company is pitched to you as being some sort of corporate bully. You know, like if that if you have a, a very dull and easy conception of this as a sort of um, the, the big gigantic. I can't remember who the angry guy from Revenge of the Nerds was who yells nerds. I don't know the character's name. I don't know the actor's name. Uh, ogre. Is it ogre? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. this big thing that's going to beat you about the head, breast, neck, check and head he, area. He in, in Revenge of the Nerds too he has a face turn and he becomes a nerd yeah yeah see yeah uh but that's what i'm saying it i would have certainly found something to not like not just based on the fact that uh i, I probably would have liked the program more if i was a kid watching it rather than as a jaded adult um but you know this is an easy thing to not like uh, especially because it looks like they're being i don't know what you call it anti you know, anti-consumer or, or sort of consumer it's not unfriendly. Anti-consumer. It's anti. Yes, maybe it's it's an entitlement that they've created, but it's anti-entitlement. They have to make money. They're making plenty of money. Don't worry about them. They're just fine. You think stealing is funny? You wouldn't steal a car. If you can afford weed, you can afford your own Netflix account. Are any of these things assigned to the apocalypse? Uh, no, not in the least. Um, because again, to the I mean, come on. Netflix content to me is utterly disposable. And in, in your life too, if, if you know, you may like it, but whatever this is, it's just televisual entertainment. You could live without Piper and Orange is New Black for all of you want. Um, you know, look, and also it's hardly the only game in town in terms of entertainment. And read a fucking book, you dullards, for God's sake. <laughs> come on. I got a book out of the library the other day. They didn't even have it. I ordered it. They got it from the library. Two days later, I got an email. I walk in. I check it out. I did not pay a penny, and now I have this book. Libraries are amazing. There you go, man. How did we forget this? Yeah. And they have DVDs, and they have records. They have all this crap that you could take home. Yeah. And I'm lucky. There's a beautiful library two blocks from me. And they have Canopy, too. They actually service where it's like it's actually streaming service from the movies and TV shows from the fucking libraries. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, man. It's amazing. Anyway, so what about you? How do you feel about the apocalypse? I think there's several apocalyptian things to discuss here. First of all, this reaction, obviously I have no real problem, at least on the surface of what Netflix is doing. The reaction, this underlines possibly the greatest problem of society right now. We're never going to fix these serious fucking problems we have because no one is willing to sacrifice anything. I mean, if you get people bitching and moaning about you know, I can't watch Netflix anytime, anywhere, every business trip. My kid can't take it with him to college. I can't give it to my girlfriend. If you're bitching and moaning about this, how are you going to make... I mean, this proves, like, people get upset about just suggesting giving up gas stoves. Like, how are we going to solve the grim, grim problems that face humanity if we feel entitled to anything and everything at all times and every way? No matter how trivial or pissant those things are. No matter how trivial it is. But to to clap back on myself for a moment. I have been very heartened in the last couple elections where things did matter to see that, you know, a lot of, you know, the Republicans really tried to make voting harder and voting has become harder for a lot of people, not people like you and me, but a lot of people. And people went out and voted anyway. They did it and they didn't complain. And that gives me hope that when the chips are really down and you really see, you know, most people were good about staying home about the pandemic. Yes, there was a very loud, obnoxious, terrible minority. 
But maybe, maybe they'll bitch and moan about Netflix, but when they realize it's something important, they won't bitch and moan and they'll do their duty as a citizen. Maybe, maybe. One more thing. Uh, we haven't really talked about this as much. Netflix backed down. It caused a kerfuffle. Netflix said, no, 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 that was just in Chile and Peru. It's not happening here. And you and I disagree on this, but I think when they do implement something like this in the U.S., they're going to retool it considerably, perhaps mainly cosmetic, in reaction to the backlash. I'm not thrilled about that. I don't like this idea that due to social media anger and pressure, perhaps a small number of people screaming and yelling, I mean, we see this with the people complaining about groomers and LGBTQ books. I don't like this idea that something kicks up a fuss on social media, therefore other people change their behavior. Yeah, the fucking Eminem one, you know? The, well, but did Eminem backtrack yeah, on that? Yeah, they totally. Know, but no, they they okay. they went forward and they, they got they got pushed back. I don't even know what they did. What did they do? They changed the design. Oh, they were upset. They changed Eminem's the design. Women or something? Yeah, no, they changed the design. Of I think it was the Femi Eminem became something that was a little less Femi, and the, all the people on Fox News come, all the you know Newsmax people what? complained, and then they what back- were they saying that they wanted an Eminem that looked like a hot chick? Uh, in so many words, yes, that they took down the sexual the sexuality of, of the and the outward so, f- feminine the femi thing. So and by they, desexualizing M and M's, they are undermining American culture. Yeah. Is what is what Fox the is. fabric of reality? Yes, yeah, something like that. These people and are it worked because M- Mar- the Mars company so stupid. The Mars company backtracked and apologized for it and said we're going to come up with something new, which yeah. they should not be doing. They shouldn't have done it. Don't but they did. don't let fucking idiots tell you what to do. I, I mean, there's a thousand recent examples, but the example that first came to mind to me, which is obscure and old, like more than ten years old. Do you remember this? I, I looked it up. It was like twelve years ago. Steve Martin was giving a talk at the 92nd Street Y in New York. And he's up there and he's being interviewed by someone and he's talking about art. You know, he's a big art collector. And apparently it was a very dry talk about art. And literally during the event, he's still on stage with the interviewer. People are tweeting about how this sucks, this is boring. I was hoping Steve Martin would come out there, talk about King Tut and, you know, Father of the Bride and all this stuff. So literally while it was happening... The, oh, 92Y is seeing all this shit. Someone walks out on stage and hands Steve Martin a piece of paper that says, talk about your career. While the event's happening. And he got upset. And he's like, you, you know, I was giving a performance. You threw me off. I know crowds. I was going to get them. Maybe not. You know, as great as you might be, Steve Martin's going to have an off night. But this idea that, like, you're entitled to everything being perfect. Like, you roll the dice when you go to a show. It might suck. If Steve Martin comes out and talks about art and bores your pants off, yeah, Steve Martin sucked that night. But them the brakes people and this idea that businesses are responding to a few loud idiots might be a sign of the apocalypse. Because we can't because the 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 small people who ruin it for everyone, you know, the majority's never gonna win because what there's always gonna be one screaming idiot. And if you let the screaming idiot have power, you're never gonna f- move forward as a fucking species. All right, Noah, let's talk about jealousy and bring it home in the back nine. What do you think about any aspect of jealousy in regards to this topic? No, I'm not jealous. In fact, I'm anti-jealous because, as I said, I run a business that is approximately one zillionth the size of Netflix. And when I made that huge mistake 12 years ago or whatever, it came in, you know, I felt bad that no one cared about it and it didn't catch on. But, you know, when I backtrack, it didn't become an embarrassing moment. It just got forgotten in the mists of time. So I'm glad that I don't get this level of scrutiny because when I fuck up, I don't get, you know, I get to make my decisions on the own, on my own and rarely have to worry about 
the loud, obnoxious minority. And when they do speak up, it's easy to ignore them. So these are the things I'm happy about my life being small and not, you know, most of the time I wish my business were bigger, but there are moments I'm, I'm glad it's not. And this is a moment I'm glad it's not. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, as a consumer, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm in an economic bracket. We're not going to worry about the pricing tiers. I rarely watch Netflix out of the demands of this podcast, which is a paying job that we both engage in. Yes. Uh, oh my God, we just the money just like they drive dump trucks of money to our homes. Yeah, yeah. We need on, on the, again, the reg. Uh, uh, in, in, you know, in, with the growth, exponential growth from quarter to quarter. I, I'm not, I'm not threatened by anything that's going on here. Not by. The lot uh, who are arguing against it, nor by Netflix themselves, are feeling like there's, you know, I don't know, some catbird seat to be in with, with any of this shit. Um, but, however, uh, you know, the the element of this is because, you know, I asked you the question about do you subscribe and do you share your password? The answer is yes, I subscribe and I do share my password and I've never felt bad about that. In fact, I share my password for HBO Max. I share my password for Criterion Collection. And the reason why I do this is because I have friends who can't pick up friends who I know their lives would be made better. Friends who like media. Uh, they are curators of art in, in, in you know, certain ways, if it's visual art, if it's movies, and their lives will be made better if they have access to things they want to see. If they want to go through the Criterion Collection and look through the movies. It's, it's a minor crime, and we all commit minor crimes. That's and I don't feel bad about this one at all. And so I'm thinking, when I, when I saw this, my inclination will be to take care of those people who have my password, either by making sure that I authenticate it, because apparently you can do this from a distance. It just requires more... Right. It just requires more... Um, People are saying it's impossible to have to log in again every thirty days. If it if it's a pro- if it's a proximity thing, that's more difficult than because right now you know Apple right. Apple has it's a proximity thing. You know I mean, what Apple oh, has shit. Apple and a few other things have this idea that you can request you can log on to a service and to some home device it sends you a four digit code. This happens with Apple computers. So every time I log into my banking, I have to. Fill in a code that goes. That's easy. Phone. That's you dealing with you. That's you throwing the ball up in the but air. And catching it, but it if I have to do that for Netflix too, big fucking deal. Well, I that's start. that's an arrangement. The thing is, my point is, I will take care of this for other people, and I would even consider picking up on the arm if it's somebody who I know that the subscription will make their life better. I would comp them to it if I feel like this is a good friend and this really makes their life better. I wouldn't want to deprive them of that. You know, that's the thing. So no, I'm I'm kind of out of the realm of jealousy uh, almost entirely. But again, I. I got the privilege of, of being sk- skating above it from from a, n- a number right. of different things too. Right. All right, exactly. let's go back to the Felonian skill, Noah. Since we re- Felonian skill, we ripped Jimmy up all, we ripped up all yeah. the business cards. We took down the signage that yes. said that said yes. Fallopian scale, testicular, or testicular scale. scale. It's or, like that yeah. scene in Superman. Uh, what is it? Uh, Superman three or Superman? Yeah, when he hit the, the guy at the leaning tower of Pisa had to keep. Smashing the things every time Superman reoriented the Leaning Tower Pisa to up or crooked. I don't remember that. It was Uh, Superman 3. Yeah. I tell you, here's the problem. Fucking Batman fights the Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, these great villains. Superman fights Richard Pryor. Those movies really didn't serve him. Well, it was a giant computer, to be fair. It wasn't really Richard Pryor. Wasn't he supposed to fight Brainiac in that movie? Uh, Wasn't that the plan, and it turned into Richard Pryor? Yeah. Well, they rewrote that a number of times, and what you got was neither fish nor fowl. You know, the worst part— And they they introduced salami slicing, which was later used in Office Space. The worst part uh, of—yeah, salami slicing. The worst part of Superman 3 to me is that uh, Metropolis goes from being shot in Manhattan, standing in, to, I believe it was Calgary. And it's like you, really? you cannot pass off remember. Calgary as as, as it's Metropolis. Terrible. It's not going to work. Anyway, I I heard a great theory about Metropolis that Metropolis 
the first city they, you know, Siegel and Schuster created Superman. Metropolis was based on Cleveland, their hometown. And think of Metropolis as Cleveland, except because Superman's there, it becomes a bigger city. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I like that. So where does this uh, where, also, where does this fall on the scale then, Noah? Yeah, you don't care. Uh, Felonian scale. So I looked at other like topics that were like people complaining about shit or people, you know, gossiping about shit. So I took uh, the most recent, I believe we did that, is the Adam Levine sexting, I don't want to call it a scandal, Adam Levine sexting thing, which is pretty bad. And then minus, because I think it's worse than that, this backlash, uh, Ilaria Baldwin, right? Remember yeah, like, her? I, looked, I, I was looking yeah. at the list. Like, I didn't right. think, that, as Obi-Wan said, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yes, long, Ilaria Baldwin. <laughs> so you're, you're very much below zero now. But I don't, you know, you combine those two. I don't think it's as bad as those two together. So you go all the way those two together below zero and you up it a bit. And this is not quite gossip, but it's, it's about talking and about complaining and about stuff. Chugi. So Chugi. it's Adam Levine's sexts. Sex. That's a very hard word to say. Sex. Sex crisis. The Adam Levine sex good, crisis. Good thing I never have to say it. Yeah. Uh, Adam Levine text messages that had a sexual component minus Ilaria Baldwin, the fake Italian, Spanish, fake Spanish woman, plus Chugi. When did you last hear the word Chugi? Uh, on the show, the minute we stopped saying it, that exactly, was it. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, we, no, we, we, no, we I, struck it, while the iron was hot. I think I saw it on social media recently, but it was really somebody was ironically saying Chugi the way the remember way that Chugi? we would. Yeah, remember Chugi? A year ago. Hey, whatever happened? The I didn't. I don't get. What is it? The uh, I didn't yeah, do it. Whatever. The, I didn't do it, kid. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. I didn't do it. Proper. <laughs> well, I'm going to put this up. I'm going to stay in the tech realm and stay away from uh, televisual entertainment. This reminded me, Noah, of PlayStation 5, which I forgot we did as a topic, by the way. And neither you nor I have a PlayStation 5. I actually played it. Well, no, I watched children play it. I'm gonna, I've, play I've, it. There's a game coming out towards the end of the year. Like, PlayStation 5, now i got to, like, you know, get off my ass and actually... If I want to continue as a gamer, which I do semi-annually, I have to upgrade to the 5. So I do plan on buying one sometime over financial year 2023. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this, like, like PlayStation... You mean, you mean owning an old PlayStation, you're not entitled to a new PlayStation for free? I could argue with them. If what I, kind of business if I is this? pitch a fucking shit fit online, maybe they'll, they'll call exactly. me. Exactly. Maybe if you but, yell about it. But PlayStation it. slash Sony, you know, the, or PlayStation arm of Sony, it's an entertainment entity which you can clearly live without... But you would like to have, for the sake of topical currency and the fact that you want to shut your brain off, um, you know, whatever, you know, and we can talk about another thing about video games supplanting both film and TV to some degree as the primary form of entertainment. But that's that's a can I'll kick down the road, Um, you know, but it's, you know, in this case, you, you may in fact be priced out of or simply not be interested in partaking uh, because you've discussed with the brand. I mean, I don't think too many people boycotted PlayStation, but they definitely complained about the fact that they were in such short supply. I think that was in the middle of pandemic, so it was a tough item to get, and they couldn't make enough of them. And the demand, everybody was home and wanted one anyway. And I think it was a little bit of a black eye on PlayStation. Now nobody really, I I don't think of it at all. I'm sure people don't ever bring it up as part of the PlayStation thing. And my guess is with Netflix, this might go away, or it might be like for, uh, Adobe, where Adobe has to sort of deal with this residual sludge, because it's a different client base. But you know, doesn't Adobe make the the first car under two hundred dollars made out of clay? 
Was that SNL? I can't remember. No. Yeah, it was an old ad. I guess it was before Adobe, the tech company, or maybe. Or, it was an old SNL ad from our glory days, the late 80s, yeah. about a car that cost $150. Well, you, after you got into, in a car accident, you just smushed the front end back into shape. Right. But then on the screen, it says, not, not legal for driving in some states, and it lists like 48 states. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you'd like to find past episodes of this show, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. That's how people find other podcasts when you review them. You help the algorithm out. Uh, I am on Twitter at William Scurry. My video content is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcsur. Go to bigquizthing.com and learn about the finest in corporate and private Trivia events in person, virtually, anywhere and everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, 2023 is kicking in. It's kicking in, man. I'm doing an event next week for uh, uh, reference to my favorite, one of my favorite movies. You don't, you don't record heavy metal in Dublin. I'm doing an event for Dolby Laboratories, which I'm excited about. I'm doing the uh, third annual nationwide alumni trivia event for my college, Carleton College. It's fun. I do it every every year online. Uh, what else do I got coming up? Uh, we got a wacky birthday party tonight. Those are always fun. I'm just bragging now, Bill. Just yeah. bragging. You're just taking it for a uh, ride, yeah. Do I have any other clients who, A, I think people would be interested in coming up, and B, uh, they wouldn't get upset if I mentioned it? No, nah, no one you're really interested in. Simple- oh, the, synag- the synagogue two blocks from the house I lived in when I grew up is hiring us. Isn't that a semi-coincidence? It's kind of funny. The rest of your clients, they just buy your company for one night, though. One unforgettable night. One unforget. Yes. It's this idea that if I uh, did an event for them, they're entitled to a free event. Oh, we're doing an event for Harvard in a few months. Anyway, I'm just bragging. Bigquisting.com. You could also follow me personally on Instagram, the Noah Tardo. Uh, you know, just posting what I post. And uh, yeah. So until the next episode of this podcast, where we charge you exorbitantly for something that was previously free, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.